Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, a show where we get tips and tricks from experts on how you can land your next job. Today, we're discussing some tips for mature workers, and we'll be talking with expert Ford Myers, a career coach at Career Potential and author of Get the Job You Want Even When No One's Hiring. Now, before we explore today's topic, why don't you describe your current position and how this topic relates to you, Ford? Well, sure. I work as a career coach. Most of my clients are at the executive level, so they're experienced, they're more mature. Some of them are getting up in years as well. And so the issue of age discrimination or ageism, as some people call it, dealing with the special issues of mature workers, this is something that I deal with every day in my work. Okay. And how long have you been in the industry and how did you get started being a career coach? I've been doing this now for more than 20 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was actually in another industry. I owned a business in the marketing field and uh, I was kind of unhappy and I wasn't feeling satisfied with certain aspects of my career. So I actually went to a career counselor myself and uh, it was such an amazing experience and I was so blown away by the whole process that I decided that that's what I wanted to do with my life and my career. So I actually went back to school in mid-career, got graduate degree and training in uh, counseling and consulting and career development, and then I went to work for other large companies in this field. I learned the whole business, then eventually started my own business called Career Potential LLC, which is what I've been doing now for many years. Well, that's awesome that you had such a positive experience like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I've seen some numbers that show that mature workers are having difficulty finding positions in the workforce. And why is this? Well, it's a very, very competitive market in the first place. So Mm -hmm. it's not just mature workers who are having difficulty. However, I do agree that mature workers are having a special kind of challenge. And that has to do with the fact that there's so many younger employees out there that are available and they cost less, frankly, because mature workers are used to earning more money. They've been around a lot longer. They've had a chance for their salary to build up with raises and promotions. And so in many cases, employers will go for the cheaper variety so they can save money and look better to the shareholders. Right. And personally, I think that's uh, one reason. Uh, I think there's also a perception that Mature workers are not up to speed with technology. They're not savvy with technology, and they might be a drag on the company if they can't be very efficient and leverage all the latest technologies. And then there's the whole question about image. You know, we want our company to look young and fresh, so we don't want anybody over 50 or whatever. So there's all kinds of strange reasons why companies do this. Some of it's financial. Some of it has to do with culture. But the bottom line is that in most cases... I believe that these companies who do this are making a mistake. I think they're missing the boat and they're overlooking some incredibly good employees who they could bring into their companies. Right, exactly. So on the flip side of that, are you know, are there any industries or jobs where mature workers would really excel in the position it would be easier for them to transition into? Well, here's how I put it. Employees who are mature, more experienced, older, what they need to do is ignore or avoid companies that are already known to only hire Mm 25-year-olds. You know, why would you waste your time and frustrate yourself trying to get a job 
at some company that already has a reputation and is known to only hire people in their 20s or maybe their 30s. So that's one thing. But also, there are other companies on the flip side who actually like the idea of having some adult supervision around (laughs) and who actually enjoy having people who are more mature, more wise, more experienced, and bring a lot more a lot more perspective to the job. And so go for the companies in the first place who have a culture of accepting, hiring, and even rewarding the more mature workers. What are some industries like that? Well, they vary, but some of the ones that come to mind are uh, healthcare, mm-hmm. also government, also some of the financial fields where having some gray hair can actually be an asset. For example, if you're a financial advisor, mm-hmm. any kind of counseling, consulting, advising is is great for the older workers. Um, working with the elderly, for example, one of the biggest, fastest growing industries in our country is uh, senior care. Right. And, you know, older people can work very, very effectively in the senior care field if they are still able-bodied themselves. Right. Now, one thing that I've heard that really adds to mature workers' appeal is keeping their energy level up during an interview and during that process and after they've been hired. Now, why is it so important and why is so much stress put on that energy level? Well, Katie, here's the example. If you are older and you're slow and you're tired and you kind of shuffle into the interview, well, then that just, you know, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to hire someone like that. You have to demonstrate a high level of energy and urgency. So it's very, very important that the older workers are fit, at least as fit as they can be. They exercise regularly. They eat well. They get enough sleep so that they can be vital and strong and energetic when they come into an interview. They have to act that way even once they get the job offer and once they're in the position. They need to concentrate on speed, urgency, being uh, responsive, being efficient. This is very, very important because we need to dispel the myth that all the older workers are slow or lazy or washed up. Okay. Now, that's just one of the strategies that older workers can do to be more appealing. To, in other words, to act with speed and urgency and a sense of vitality. That's just one of the strategies. There are others. All right. Now, what does that really look like? So we're talking about, you know, a sense of urgency, speed, and being responsive. But there's a fine line between being too responsive and rushing things and then missing things. So where is yeah. that, where's that fine line with that balance where you're, you know, responsive and you have that right. energy, but you're not making mistakes at the same time? Yeah. I really don't think that's as much of an issue with older workers as it is with younger workers. I think it's actually the younger workers who rush through things and overlook things sometimes, and they don't have the maturity and the wisdom to know what's the right thing and and when a project is really finished and how to prioritize and plan. You know, these are skills that take a long time to develop in any working professional. My experience with older workers is that they don't rush, they don't um, you know push through things and skip steps. Uh, assuming that they're still mentally agile and f- have full control of their faculties, I have found that older workers um, are actually very, very responsible. They don't rush. They don't over. They don't gloss over things. But what's very important is that they continually apply this sense of urgency and speed to everything they do. 
Now, that kind of segues perfectly into my next question. So what are some of the positives that mature workers can offer in organization? So obviously, you know, they're very responsible. They provide some supervision for the younger folks in the office. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and how can they demonstrate those things in their resume and in their cover letters and during an interview? The point is that the older workers have a lot to offer. Like I said before, there's a sense of maturity, perspective, experience. They've been around. They know how to handle people better. They don't get caught up in the day-to-day uh, emotional nonsense that happens mm-hmm. in, in, in some younger workers. They are very, very, very committed. They also have a tendency or a, a history of keeping a job longer and not looking around every five minutes for the next big opportunity. Right. You know, one, of, one of the biggest problems with the very young workers is that uh, if they're not promoted and you don't give them a raise within 10 minutes, then they're already looking around for the next job. <laughs> Okay, but the older workers are more stable. They're happy mm-hmm. to have the job. They want to stick around. They want to make a difference. Um, they're used to keeping jobs 10 years, 20 years, you know, 15 years. That, that's typical with the older workers. That's mm-hmm. their mindset. That's their perspective. And they bring a sense of calm, and they bring a sense of order, and they just have a calming effect over the rest of the employees throughout the office. That's what I hear over and over again. They just also have a higher level of skill. They bring Mm -hmm. a lot more experience. So they've done these things before. They have maturity, they have skill, they have abilities that are more developed and more finely tuned. Now, on the flip side of that, what are some of the concerns that organizations have about mature workers? Obviously, we've talked about, you know, being lazy, not being able to keep up. But what else do organizations have concerns about? Uh, Not being technology savvy. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, um, not being current with trends, I mean, I mean business trends and, and, and industry trends, because they might think they're sort of washed up. Another concern is, well, we might hire you, but then what if you get sick and, and, and you leave in a year and a half, and we just put all this training into you? You see, that's a big concern. Mm-hmm. Companies feel like they're going to waste money, and I can understand that, but what if the person is perfectly healthy. You know, there's plenty of people who are 50, 60, 70 who are perfectly healthy. They have plenty of years left to work. My own father worked full-time and commuted two and a half hours each way to his job until he was 83 years old. Wow. That's right. So you talk about energy, talk about stamina, talk about commitment, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't just look at a person who's uh, more mature and go, oh, well, they're not going to stick around. You know, they might get sick and we'll waste our investment. That's ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. So most of the complaints or most of the concerns that employers have about older workers prove to be unfounded. Okay. Now, how can mature workers address, you know, those health concerns tactfully in their resumes and during interviews? Because obviously, you know, the employer isn't going to bring up, well, are you healthy? But how can that still be addressed in a tactful manner so they're not disregarded just because they're a mature worker? Well, they they can say, I'm in excellent health. They can say that. Mm -hmm. They can also give evidence of their energy and stamina. Like, for example, if you have a resume that is filled with passive, boring-sounding uh, phrases, then you'll clearly get the impression that this person is a boring and passive worker. But on the other hand, if their resume is filled with great action verbs, if it positions the worker as a go-to person, a get-it-done person, then it's going to project a much more positive impression. Right. So the wording is very, very important. The fact that the resume demonstrates 
taking action, showing initiative, producing positive, tangible, and measurable results. These are all great ways to cast the resume and cover letters in such a way that it will really attract employers instead of putting employers off. Right. And speaking of resumes, one thing that I've heard a lot is that when you're a mature worker, you're supposed to leave like your college graduation dates off of yeah. your resume. Now, is that true? Like, is that a best I, practice I, for I mature workers? I think that's generally true, but not just for mature workers. Even even middle-of-the-road workers, like 35, 40 years old, I think even in those cases, they should start taking the uh, college graduation date off. So if you're brand new and young in the market, you're 21, you're 26, uh, okay, fine, you can have your graduation date. But once you get to be like 35, 40 or whatever, I think you should probably take that off because it's no longer really relevant. Right. Now, the other related question is, if a person has a very long track record, they've been working for 45 years, you know, do you keep every job you've ever had on the resume? Answer, no. At a reasonable period, maybe, say, 20 years back, 15 or 20 years back, you'll cut it off. Because some job you had in 1961 as a uh, key punch operator is not relevant anymore. So you're just going to go back as far as uh, they seem relevant to your current career path, and certainly no more than 20 years back. Okay. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit, and this is something that we've touched on a little bit, but technology has quickly advanced, and when mature workers were teenagers, they weren't you know, necessarily using cell phones and handheld gaming systems like the kids of mm-hmm. today's generations are. So why is it important that mature workers continue developing these technology skills and what technology skills are essential for mature workers in today's day and age? Okay. The reason mature workers have to get up to speed with technology is to dispel the myth and the assumption that just because they're older, they don't know anything about technology. Mm-hmm. See, when you when an older worker walks into an interview, the assumption right off the bat is, oh, they're a dinosaur. They don't know how to use a computer. They right. don't know anything about software. They're going to not be very efficient. I'm going to have to invest in all kinds of training just to get them to know how to turn the computer on. <laughs> right. Right? So all of those myths and assumptions need to be immediately dispelled So how do you do that? Well, the mature worker has to take the responsibility to get the training necessary Mm -hmm. to build up their computer and technology skills so that they're on a par with the average, let's say, middle-aged worker or even somewhat younger worker. I'm not saying that every older worker has to become a technology genius and and become a programmer, you know, and and have absolute mastery of, of all technology. What I'm saying is they have to have a baseline that's at least as good as your skills or my skills in technology. Mm -hmm. They have to certainly know Microsoft Office. Right. They have to certainly know how to get get around on a PC or uh, Apple computer in simple terms. Mm -hmm. They have to know how to do email, Internet, spreadsheets, Word documents, and things like that. These are the basics that anyone would expect, right? Right. That's what every mature worker has to know. If they don't know it, It's their responsibility to go learn it. They can either have their children or grandchildren teach them, Mm -hmm. or they have to sign up for classes which are offered all over the place on basic computer skills. Some of these classes are even free, and they can take advantage even of some classes that are specifically designed for the elderly. I was at my local library yesterday. Guess what? There was a class going on that I could see through the glass wall 
where a whole bunch of mature people were getting basic instruction in computer skills, mm -hmm. and it was free. So that's why they have to do it, to dispel the myth, and they need to get a baseline understanding of technology and be able to use the basic expected types of functions that we all know how to do these days. Mm -hmm. Now, what about dressing for success? I mean, you can have all these skills and your resume can really send the message that you're vibrant and you have all this energy. But once you get to the interview, what, what should mature workers wear to send the message that, hey, I'm here, I'm present, I'm in this right. century, and I'm ready and prepared to do this job? Okay, good question. First of all, they have to show up on time or about 15 minutes early. Mm -hmm. Not an hour early, not three hours early, because that makes you look too overeager, but 10 mm -hmm. to 15 minutes early is perfect. All right, you have to be dressed for the business. Now, what do I mean by that? If you are applying for a job at a lumber yard, then you're not going to wear a three-piece suit, right? Right. On the other hand, if you're going into IBM to to be in some kind of a business role or a client-facing role, then you're going to have to, uh, you know, play the part and dress in a suit. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask yourself, what kind of environment am I going into? And then what I would do is dress one step more formally than everyone else there. Okay. So if everyone at the lumberyard is wearing T-shirts and shorts, then you should wear slacks and a button-down shirt. If you're talking about a, an office environment, if everyone else is wearing uh, a sport coat and slacks, then for your interview, you should go in wearing a suit and tie. Okay. Always for the interview, dress one step higher in terms of formality than everyone else there. And I've heard that, you know, mature workers need to go out and overhaul their entire appearance. Obviously, right. you get the clothes, but then people are saying, oh, you need to dye your gray hair, you need to bleach your teeth, you need yeah. to get new glasses, get new shoes. Now, sure. is, is that necessary? Because that seems like a lot of expense. Okay. So here's what I tell every mature candidate. I tell them that they need to do a personal inventory on their own appearance and mm -hmm. the way their physical presentation comes across. Okay. Now, how do you do that? Well, the first way to do it is to look in the mirror and say, hmm, maybe I should take an objective look at myself. Have I changed my glasses in the last 37 years? If not, when might be time to get a new pair of glasses? Right. Am I still wearing the same old ratty jacket that has holes in the elbows? Well, it's probably time to get a new jacket. And am I still wearing the same uh, hairstyle from 1971? It might be time to make a change. So, yeah, the first thing you need to do is take an honest inventory of yourself in the mirror. The second thing to do is to pick between three and five trusted people in your inner circle, whether they're family members or friends, and say to them, I need your honest, candid opinion. I don't want you to hold back. I want you to give me the honest truth. Do you think my wardrobe is current or does it look way outdated? Do my glasses, is my hair, my mustache, my, you know, my pants, my shoes? And if four of those people say to you, you know what, you really do need a new wardrobe, your clothes look like it's from 1975, then don't yell at those people for telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. You should say to them, thank you for your honest opinion, thank you very much, and then go and rectify the problem. Right. All right, so you don't shoot the messenger, as they say. If you ask for their opinion and they give you their opinion, even if it's negative, you need to thank them and then go do what's appropriate to rectify the situation. Sure. Now, we're not talking about getting, you know, $100,000 worth of uh, plastic surgery. What mm -hmm. we're talking about here is maybe upgrading some elements of your wardrobe, maybe getting a new haircut, 
for women is maybe changing the way you do your hair or your makeup or changing the way you uh, adorn yourself with jewelry or whatever, whatever it might be. But the point is to look current, stylish, not to look like a model on the runway, not to look like you're faking it and trying to pretend that you're 30 years younger than you are. I'm just talking about being the best you that you can be simply by making some minor adjustments in wardrobe, facial, uh, you know, in makeup, uh, clothing, hair, glasses, things of that nature. All right. Now, we're running a little short on time, so did you have uh, any final tips or a final message that you'd like to share with the mature workers out there as far as, you know, reentering the job search or getting out there again? Well, my biggest message is that there is absolutely positively a need for people who have a lot of experience, a lot of wisdom, and a lot of success behind them. They have traits and qualities that are superior in some ways to the younger workers. Focus on the positive, de-emphasize the negative, and do everything you possibly can to be skilled, to look current, to be energetic, and to leverage your wonderful experience and all the maturity that you bring to the workplace. Awesome. Those are some great tips. But unfortunately, that brings us to a close for today on Job Search Guide. Thank you for joining us and sharing your expert advice, Ford. You're very welcome, and thank you. Thank you. Now, to find more employment-related shows, head over to ljnradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, email me at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, I'm Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I'll see you next time.